0: You are listening to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, the best of series. What?
1: Welcome to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, where you will learn brand new and shockingly different tools to lose weight for the last time. And now, here's your host, certified life and weight loss coach, Laura Conley.
0: Welcome to the show. You guys, are you excited? I am. So we are releasing the best of series Every Thursday from now until who knows when. So, without further ado, I want to give you one of the best episodes that we have ever recorded. Enjoy it. Let me know what you think. I can't wait to drop episodes to you every single week on Thursdays. Don't worry, the new content, the new freshy fresh, will still be coming to you on Tuesdays. And of course, if you have any questions, just email me laura at lauraconley.com. Enjoy this episode and have the best day ever. I am extra, 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 extra excited today because we have a very special guest. I actually lost my mind when I got an email from my guest because I was so excited. I actually think I might have manifested this. Katrina, I have not told you this. (gasps) But um, we have Katrina Ubell here, who is an expert in weight loss. And she is going to, we're going to have a really fun conversation and talk about her new book that is coming out and where you can find it, how you can buy it. Um, but Katrina, welcome to the podcast. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to us and tell us a little bit about your story
1: in terms of weight loss? Well, Laura, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. I'm already having so much fun. So this is so great. So okay, so my story is that I am a wife, a mama of three. And I struggled with my weight for a really long time, like so many people, even though I'm also a doctor. So, you know, one might think that you go to medical school and become a doctor, right? It goes against what we think, which is like, if I just knew the right things to do, you know, that would solve the problem. Well, no, you can be an expert in human physiology and still struggle with overeating and your weight. So I was able to like one does when one is young often, right? You, I totally like over eight, but I was able to manage it just with like sports and whatever, just being, you know, an active kid. And it really started to catch up with me when I went to medical school, because gradually over time, your life just involves school and work. And you really just start running out of time to do exercise, or just like even having fun, like just doing things you like to do, basically working, studying, or exhausted all the time. So that's definitely when I just really kind of like amped up the, you know, eating and using food to make myself feel better to keep myself awake, Mm -hmm. um, particularly when I was studying and stuff. And that's when I definitely started noticing that I was gaining weight. So I went to Weight Watchers for the first time, my last year of medical school, and it was preparing for my wedding. And I just was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this just so that I can, you know, trim down a little bit, no bigs, right? Okay, so I do that. And then I, you know, had some uh, success with that. But then I promptly started my internship, you know, part of our yeah. my you know, medical training. And that's even worse, you know, and like, I remember literally buying like the bulk bag of Halloween candy at Costco mm-hmm. or whatever, and being so tired post call, just like eating, these little bags of you know halloween candy for like literally my dinner because i was like yeah. too tired yeah. to do anything else and of course back then this was like 2002 there was no like uber eats you know what i mean yeah. like there was like none of that existed you know and so um so i i definitely you know gained more weight then lost it again and just proceeded to gain and lose and gain and lose and gain and lose about 40 pounds I mean, at least 10 times and then throw on some pregnancies in there and totally gained a ton of weight over eight while I was pregnant, you know, pity eating, you know, you feel sorry for yourself when you're pregnant and everything, you know? Totally.
0: Well, and it's like the first time, I feel like it's also
1: like the first time you're like uh, really allowed to like know, eat whatever right? you want. Mm-hmm. Just have like whatever you want. And I also like in my, you know, first trimester often felt like super repulsed by healthy food, you know, like, all I wanted was like a greasy cheeseburger and onion rings, which is like not typically what I was eating on a regular basis. I mean, it was it was really, you know, pretty alarming. I remember one time I went to the doctor, I think yeah, it was with my first pregnancy. So how often are you going then like maybe every month or something? And I got on the scale and I had gained 13 pounds in a month. And it was like maybe third month or fourth month or something. Yeah, you're like doing the math. You're like "Uh horrified and being like, oh, my goodness gracious what has happened so anyway I proceeded to do this again and again and I tried other things in there too I mean it wasn't just Weight Watchers I tried lots of other different things that were even more miserable okay tell us like tell us like this is like one of my favorite questions ever like what is like one of the craziest things you've ever tried Weight Watchers is like pretty yeah it's like pretty mainstream well there was this one thing that my friend had suggested that I did in medical school called Body for Life And it was, I mean, talk about like, so here's the thing where we, we often don't talk about how like the dieting actually makes our disordered eating or like weird eating behaviors even worse. Like Mm -hmm. I had not really like, you know, borderline binged or really like binged before, but then this, you know, it had a cheat day, right? Like Sundays, you could Mm -hmm. eat whatever you wanted, which they meant like, Oh, have a milkshake or something. I was so hungry all week, like horribly, horribly, horribly hungry, that on that Sunday, you know, on the seventh day, I was just like eating morning till night, as much as I could. It was definitely that like this is my chance. Yeah. I remember being physically ill and being oh. so annoyed that I was physically ill. Like yeah. this is your cheat day. You can't even enjoy it. It's like I'm doing it all wrong. All of it's wrong. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and that was, oh man, that one messed me up. That was was really, really not good. So I was just Great. like, I've got to figure out something. You know, I had my last baby. I lost that weight. And then I really, I, it was like, I was like pinky swearing with myself. Like, I mean, at this time, I'm not going to lose this weight. Meanwhile, I am a pediatrician giving people tons of advice about how to, you know, feed their kids and stuff. Mm. And they can see on my body when they come in at various times, right? Like I'm gaining and losing. So it was enough weight that was definitely obvious. You know, it was about, it was a good solid, like three clothes, clothing sizes up and down, you know, that yeah. I had in my, in my closet. So I I lost that baby weight at the last one, swore I wasn't going to gain it back again, promptly gained it back again. And was like, what is happening? <laughs> like something has got to give here. And I really, I really did feel like, you know, a lot of people, maybe even most people, gain weight as they get older, like, do I just need to accept the fact that this is what it's going to be? And just stop trying or do or should I just try to find something like totally different because clearly what I'm doing is not working, you know. And so that set me on a different course and uh, ended up working with a nutritionist because up until this point, too, I totally rejected the idea of being an emotional eater. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, that's not me at all. I'm like, totally dysfunctional human. Like what I had in my mind, like if i visualized an emotional eater it was like a very like pitiful sad, weak. Like I'm almost embarrassed to say what I thought was so judgmental, you know, like sobbing into their bag of potato chips, you know, like, I'm like, that's not me at all. I'm not, I don't do that. But this nutritionist made me read a book by Janine Roth. I remember her Mm. saying like, go buy any book by Janine Roth and read it. (laughs) So I was like, all right. So I found like the like shortest one. I'm like, I don't want to read this, but okay, fine. So like the easiest to read one. And in there I was like, oh, Oh, okay. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. If if emotional eating is eating when your body isn't asking for food, meaning you're not hungry, like for sure I do that. Totally, I do that. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, okay. So now I have this, I've identified that this is an issue that I haven't addressed. But also, I was like, what's an emotion? How do -hmm. you feel these things? Like I had no skill set and no connection to that whatsoever. And my medical training didn't help either, right? Like, you have to be professional. You have to stuff everything down. Like it doesn't matter what you're thinking. You have to focus on, you know, the patient or the family. So that's really when I started um, looking for a way to figure out this emotions part and came to life coaching and was like, Oh, this could maybe help with that. I don't even really know what this is, but it seems promising. And so maybe I should give it a try. And that was really where I just kind of separated my emotional life from food because before yeah. they were so woven together, it was like, you couldn't even tell there were two things, you know? Yeah. I think it's like actually such a relief to oh my
0: God, it was. be able to identify yourself as an emotional eater because then it's like, Oh, now I have a path forward. I was the same way. as you were in terms of, I remember Brooke, who is just for the audience is both of our, uh, coach, like, I mean, I'm sure Katrina, you have other coaches too. And so do I, but Bert Castillo is one of our coaches. And I remember way back in the day, she had um, a course called like stop overeating or overeating masterclass or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, well, that's not me. Like, I don't overeat.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. I've had people tell me that too. They're like, well, I don't overeat. And it's like, yes. I hear that you think you don't, but if you struggle with your weight, then you're eating more food than your body needs, which we could argue that that's overeating. Exactly. Right? <laughs> and then I was like, oh,
0: I, and then I finally like, I don't know, she was probably on some podcast talking about what overeating actually meant, which you just described so well. And I was like, oh, and then she's talking about, you know, if you're not eating for physical hunger, then it's emotional hunger. And again, I wasn't even with you. I was not, I feel like our culture depicts like emotional eating exactly how you described or like, this woman who's so stressed out or their boyfriend just broke up with them mm-hmm. or whatever, they're, you know, literally like digging into the second pipe Huge of tub of ice cream. Yeah, yeah. like
1: and very pathetic, very pitiful. Totally. You know, yeah. Like it's, it, right? So we're that. like, ew, gross. on That's not me at yes. all. And then we don't get the help that we need. Yeah. yeah. And then when I, I
0: mean, it's kind of like to your point too, it's like, I remember feeling such a sense of relief of like, oh no, like, I am an emotional eater, and this means I can solve this because right. before I would yeah, just like there must be something wrong with me.
1: I, yeah, and like, I, I was like, I just like food. You yeah, know, right? like <laughs> I really did think like I, that was the issue. I'm like, if I could just like food less, I think yeah. that that would be helpful.
0: <laughs> totally, I know. I'm like, I'm such a foodie. I know, and right? Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally a foodie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Keep going. Sorry. Totally. Interrupted.
1: Okay. So, so anyway, you know, that I was able to lose the weight or actually solve for the real like issue. And I, I don't want to make that, I mean, you know, like flippant, like it was just this, like one day, the next thing, I mean, it's it's still stuff that I'm discovering about myself and learning how to do sure. better and everything, but really, you know, I felt like I had been searching for someone who would help me as a busy doctor with an unpredictable schedule and a family and all this stuff, like to help me figure out how to lose weight in a way that would work. And there was nobody out there. And then I thought, well, wait a minute. This has really been amazing. I think there might be other doctors out there who are struggling the way I was, and they might want this help. And so, I mean, I really had never wanted a business. I never really thought I would ever have one. And, but then I was just like, well, yeah, I mean, I guess, cause back then there wasn't even anybody to work for as a coach, you know, like that wasn't even a thing. It was like, you had your business or you didn't coach. So I was like, well, I guess I need to start a business because I think these doctors need my help. And it turns out that so many of them were struggling too. Yeah. And they were also feeling really embarrassed too. Like here I am a doctor. That's what and, I wanted to talk about. Like yeah. that must mm-hmm. be, that must be so like, I
0: can just humiliating. So, <laughs> what did you say? Oh, humiliating. humiliating. <laughs> Yeah. I totally like identify with that because I was a yoga teacher for many years and yoga teachers are supposed to be skinny. Right. You're supposed to look like
1: you're on the cover of yoga
0: journal. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm like, Oh, this must mean I'm not a good like yoga teacher or or I'm not not mindful or I'm not, I don't know. I mean, it means so many things about me and Mm -hmm. insert whatever my job was. And I still use it against me. So I, I don't Mm -hmm. think you're alone. I I'm assuming that most of my listeners probably have that same sense of shame or humiliation or embarrassment because we all should on ourselves, you know, Mm -hmm. regardless of the roles that we're in, like, I should be able to lose the baby weight by six months, or I should be Mm -hmm. able to, even when I was in pharmaceutical sales, right? Like that was the gold
1: standard. Like you better be awake or you're not going to sell. It's like, you need to be cute. And then, I mean, we had tons of sales reps come in all the time. And I remember talking to one of them. She's like, Oh, yeah, we totally got like a clothing allowance and all this stuff. I'm like, It's a lot of work being you. Jeez. I know.
0: A little work freeing bagels into offices. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: really tough. Oh my
0: God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was hard to leave that job because it was very crushy, but it was not fulfilling for that reason, yeah. for the bagel reason. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so then you just went on a mission to create a company that helped doctors solve the same problem that yeah. you needed. needed yeah. solving.
1: And then, and then what I found was that like, my podcast is called weight loss for busy physicians. Yeah. So, you know, I've always been talking to doctors specifically, particularly yeah. women physicians. And, um, when I was looking at my podcast reviews, I'd get all these reviews of non doctors, like people saying like, well, I'm not a doctor, but this really resonates with me. I've lost a ton of weight listening to this. Or, um, you know, my doctor told me to listen to this and it's really helped me. Or I was looking for a weight loss podcast and I wondered I what that. was what's different for doctors. And this podcast has been great, you know. So it's like, it's so interesting, right? Like I wasn't trying to speak to those people, but the the message was still resonating with them. And so, I mean, believe it or not, I started working on the book proposal for this book three years ago. That's how long it takes to get a book into the world. (laughs) Um, I I started thinking, you know, I think, I think this could be really helpful because I think, you know, people are really misunderstanding what weight loss is about. You know, we keep focusing so much on like the food and what to eat and what not to eat and how much to eat and how to exercise and how not to exercise and all this stuff. And does that factor in? Of course. Yeah. But we're missing this other huge component. It's like, why are we even eating this stuff that, you know, we don't like You know, don't want to be eating anyway? It's like, why are we doing all the things we know we shouldn't be doing? And why aren't we doing the things that we know we should be doing, right? Yeah. Like, that's the part that we have to really get to. And I felt like people, like there wasn't anybody in, in, at least in the book form, really speaking to that. But I also really wanted to be able to help doctors have a better tool to be able to uh, help their patients who struggle with their weight, because I would have you know, clients of mine who are doctors say, my patients come and ask me for help losing weight and I don't know what to tell them because I know this other stuff doesn't work. And, you know, I'm, you know, this is episode 99, which is so amazing. Congratulations. (laughs) I'm close to episode 300. So imagine your doctor telling you to listen to a podcast that has 300 episodes to get help with losing weight. I mean, you just throw up your hands, like, screw that. This is like way too much work. It's too hard. So, So I was like, you know, the book could be just an easy way for people to understand what's going on get the ball rolling, get started. And then, you know, if you're not a female physician (laughs) in clinical practice who can work with me, then you can work with Laura, you can work with, you know, somebody else who can help you to apply these. um, Yeah. I mean, I think the reason why your podcast that's so
0: popular is because your problem and physicians' problems are like, not unique what you're describing is the trajectory that we all went on right Mm -hmm. we all a lot of us went to school or maybe we went on our masters or phd's or whatever and then we got these intense jobs then we started having babies Mm -hmm. and then our babies started needing us to advocate for them while Mm -hmm. we're doing our job and then how are we supposed to get dinner on the table like so i think that you're speaking to although we're not doing rotations right like I really think what you're speaking to is a societal problem, like across the board. And I I know that's what I was speaking to at the beginning of this episode, which is I'll get clients that have found me through you. So they'll go down this crazy rabbit hole. They will be obsessed with you. They won't be allowed to work with you because it's only doctors. I just take the rest. I take the
1: <laughs> leftovers. I take the leftovers. <laughs>
0: take the leftovers. Um, so then they find out, oh, she got trained at the life coach school. And then they'll go to the life coach school and they'll go down a whole rabbit hole. And somehow they'll find me. And then they'll tell me, you, you and Katrina, you all should do podcast swap together. And I'm like, oh, my God, we totally should. We and then know. literally it was like I had one client, Tori who wrote this in an email to me in like late June. And then you guys emailed me like a month later because I was like, That is crazy. That's so cool. I know. Cause I was like, this is true. Um, I mean, I just, you talking about your book, I'm like, and when I started reading the book, I'm like, Oh my God, this is totally going to be. So if you are a yummy mommy, this is yes. Required reading. (laughs) (laughs) This is part of our curriculum as of immediately now. Um, so I just love that there's a resource for people that, you know, can't be in your program or maybe can't be in my program and don't want to listen to podcasts. And there's people often that are just
1: not podcast Yeah, they're not podcast so. people. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think it's, it's just like, I think what I really strive to do in the book was to, you know, bring my understanding of the human body, which is, you know, we can argue is, is, you know, more advanced than the average person just being trained as a doctor to, but like simplifying it, you know, I feel like so often, like I would read these weight loss books and it's like written by a doctor and I'm like snooze fest, you know, Mm -hmm. totally bored or like, okay, fine, whatever. But like, what does this actually mean? Like, what am I supposed to do? But also like, there's some basics we need to understand yeah so that we understand what we're doing and why you know totally. and so trying to make it so that it's like an easy read where you get what you know you don't need to it's know every so little, easy to read yeah good I, that's what I really wanted i was like you don't need to know every you know oh my gosh i have literally
0: i've literally taken i can't remember what book it is i don't know if it's like uh women food and hormones or some other diet book that was written by an MD and I remember bringing it to my husband who is a PhD and being like can you um you like just decipher it like can you just um, what are they trying to say and he's like he's like they're not, he's like, they're not saying it. They're really not saying anything. They're just really trying to sound smart. <laughs> like, oh. He's like, they're just trying to fill pages. They have to ha- they have to get to 250 pages. So yeah. and I'm like, okay. Cause that's what I was thinking. But I was like, maybe there's like the secret code on how to lose weight deep in these big right. words. And he was like, no. So I love that you really like distilled it down because then we, the, we it's one less block and there's so many, like I always say. Blocks. Like, we don't need that. Yeah. It is like an uphill battle. Like I do think losing weight for the last time is an uphill battle, but like we don't even make it,
1: like Mount Everest. Like right, it's like we're... yeah, it's not rocket science. I mean, yes. it's like there are pieces to it, and it takes some commitment, is what I feel like. Like yeah. it's you know, if you want like the the super rush, like you know, crash diet, I've got you know, reunion in six weeks kind of a thing. Like that, this is not gonna be free. You, you, yeah. you know, totally. <laughs> This is the person who's done all that and they are like, get me off this ride because I am yeah. over it. I yeah, want they get to get that. It stop. doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So how did you come to that, that answer? Um, you mentioned that a while back, I don't know, 10 minutes back or whatever, after you were done having babies and you asked yourself, you know, do I need to just accept mm-hmm. this is who I am and this is my body? Or do I really try and solve that? Because I think a lot of my moms ask themselves this question. Mm-hmm. Like, do mm-hmm. I just, maybe
1: I'm supposed to be this way. Maybe I yeah. just accept where I am. And here's the thing, like, that's completely fine. The difference for me would have been that I would have accepted it, like, reluctantly mm. and, like, just hated on myself the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it wouldn't have been a place of peace and acceptance and love, Right. Because here's the thing, there's nothing wrong with doing that. I always say like I legit do not care what people weigh. Like oh that God. is none of my business and I don't think that thinner is better and like that's not for it like up to me to decide, but I do care about people feeling peace and freedom around food being able yeah. to be around all their favorite foods that they usually feel like they couldn't have any control over and like they're happy to eat it and they're happy to not eat it it like yeah. doesn't really matter so like, you just knew like you just food. knew for yourself for my it wasn't going was like, to be an honest way to move. Exactly. Right. And I think it's also like part of me, you know, like even my undergrad graduate degree is in engineering. So like, there's this like logicalness that I have (laughs) that I can't shake. It's just like in me. And to me, it was like, it, this just literally does not make sense that the only way I can lose weight and keep it off is to be like hungry, miserable and eating every three hours, like a tiny amount. Like I was just like that humans have literally never eaten this way. And we just have had this problem for the last like 30 to 40 years in mass effect. So what like, no, like, there's got to be something else that that was what kept driving me. I was just like, I just don't feel like I've really explored every possibility. You know, I'm like, let me just keep looking a little bit more. But I do think that there is absolutely nothing wrong with and it can be commendable for people who want this to just go, you know what, I want to work I'm being, you know, totally loving, supportive, and uh, accepting of myself as I am, I know I don't need to change at all to be valuable to, you know, believe that I am worthy as a human being to be breathing oxygen, you know, like all of that is like, yes, totally do that. And then you know, what I always say is like with the title of my book, how to lose weight for the last time, like, yes, can help you lose weight for the last time. But another way to lose weight for the last time is to stop trying to lose weight. Yeah. right you could focus instead on your relationship with your body and yourself and food and really work on understanding your body signals and feeding your body in a supportive way and you know really like enjoying being you in your life yeah. and you know if you do that you might lose some weight yeah you know you probably well if you've been overeating
0: yeah i i totally agree with that i feel like i tried that and i feel like that didn't work for me because I feel like my hunger hormones were not balanced. So what would happen is we need the structure. I do need this. Like me personally, I need the structure because if I, because I really would lean into, um, into, I I don't think we don't, you and I, it's not like we don't teach intuitive eating or body love. In fact, that's exactly what I teach. It's called something different. Right. Right. Um, but what I found is that my intuition or, my hunger hormones were just for 10 that they were my intuition and they yes. own like, oh, my, my intuition, quote unquote, Would mm-hmm. be like, "We need a cookie. We need a yeah. seven cookie. Right. Because right. we need, so. Mm-hmm. For me, and also
1: when you don't understand how to handle your emotions in any other way, yeah. you and will think- have emotional hunger and think that your body's asking for food. What I like to do is I like mm-hmm. to take it down onto like a cellular level. Like if you think about your body's cells, like your actual cells, like, What do your cells really want? It's not a cookie. (laughs)
0: They're
1: like, could you drink some water, please? And maybe like have a little fiber and some vitamins, (laughs) you know? Like, like that's yeah. really what your cells want. And if you think about like your body's working so hard for you all the time, it doesn't matter what garbage or nonsense you put into your body. Yeah. It does the best it can always for you, no matter what, like when you start to soften that relationship with it, where you're not so like resistant and it's wrong and bad and broken and Ugh, I wish it were different. Mm-hmm. Instead go like, how can I serve you? How can we work together to together get the experience that. that we want out of this? Then you start going like, you know what? No, my cells are never asking for ice cream yeah i mean it's disappointing but it's the truth (laughs) yeah (laughs) i wish they were so then i haven't
0: gift. oh man okay so i think you also brought up a really good point around like body love and acceptance right like we can love our bodies and accept ourselves and our bodies and the way that they look and want to change and not want to change, right? Like, hundred percent.
1: Like you need. get to do whatever you want, yeah, because you want to. And it doesn't matter what the body positivity movement is saying. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how fit every size is saying. Like, sometimes I feel like that's still people telling us what we should do with our bodies. <laughs> like, oh, right? we get to decide what size body we want to live in, because we want to, right? It's a choice, a personal choice. So how do you figure that out, Katrina? How do you figure out what you
0: want when there's yeah. so
1: many external voices yeah. telling you what you should want? Well, I think it helps when you just start realizing like enough with the cacophony in my head, you know, and in my world, like, I don't want to hear this yeah. anymore. I'm tired of people telling me what I should do. And really, you know, what I, what I really try to encourage the reader to do in the book is to take on the role of... Being the expert in our own bodies. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, as someone's coach, I can't possibly know when they're hungry or not. Like, I can't possibly know if they've had enough to eat or not, you know? So, but that's what we're used to. So we're like, just someone tell me what to do. But then we just rebel against it or, you know, we aren't able to keep it up forever. Like, only we can know what our bodies need and only we can know what size body we feel good in, you know? Like, for some people, they're like, you know, if I weigh this weight or less, like my ankles don't hurt after standing all day, or I sleep so much better, or I just have better energy, I can keep up with my kids or whatever that is, like, that's going to be different for every person. And who is somebody else to judge that or have an opinion? Now, I will say, though, that I think part of the process, like sometimes I get some heat, because I'll tell people like pick them, you know, because people get so hung up on the number. Mm-hmm. Of like what they should weigh. And I'm like, you know, what you can do is try, you know, aim for whatever the the mid range number would be on the BMI, BMI chart for your height, recognizing, of course, that BMI is totally imperfect, but it's kind of like the best of what we've got for now.
0: And, and I love and your disclaimer. The, it's like you
1: can hear everybody. Everyone's like, like
0: yeah. I'm like, I know, but it's I know, I know. It does, but it does get like a worse reputation than it deserves. I'm not it's saying it so should too. have like a pristine reputation, but
1: like people just want to beat the shit out of the I BMI. Know. And I'm like, same as a scale. On. I'm, I'm like, calm down. It's glass and metal and electronics. It's okay. But but I think that the point of that is not because that's the correct weight for you. The point of that is what's required to get there is that you really stop emotionally eating. And I've had many clients still emotionally eat and lose a lot of weight. And so if you just go, well, I can't lose any more weight or whatever, like, then, You're like, if you're still emotionally eating, you're going to end up gaining that weight back again. So if we're talking about permanent weight loss, then you have to end the emotional eating. So do you have to get to that weight to stop emotionally eating? No, like you could stop it. If you're like, I'm happy here. That's fine. But I also tell people, if you lose more weight, and you don't like it, you can gain it back again. That's totally fine. Yeah. It's totally great. Like, you know, it's exactly. It's yeah. the I know. Point people forget. They're like, what That's... if I pick this goal? And, then I, and like, I hate it. And like, you eat a
0: cheeseburger. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. If you're like me, then you eat a cheeseburger and then you just in the onion ring, then you gain the five pound in uh, like exactly a night. Totally so, yeah. fine.
1: Exactly. So, so I just think that like you have to understand what the point of that is. The point is, let's really you know, do the work that's required to separate food and possibly alcohol from our emotional needs. Let's learn to meet our emotional needs as a separate thing that doesn't involve food. And that doesn't mean you can't enjoy food. Food's great. You get to you yes. know enjoy all the pleasure from it. It's amazing. But it's not for dealing with your emotional life. Yeah, We make that separation. So you can do that at any weight, you could decide not to lose weight and do that work. And that's amazing, too. No problem. But so many people are so focused on like, I have to lose weight, I need to lose the weight, then that can be a way that we do it, too. Yeah, I love that. So good.
0: Okay, so tell us some of your unpopular opinions. Like, do you have any unpopular opinions when it comes to... Well, the BMI (laughs) is
1: one, for sure. I know, but Um, made me think of it. Like, I mean, another one is like, you know, I do recommend that um, at least for a while that people weigh themselves every day. And that's a thing that people don't like at all. I mean, the purpose of that is to uh, give you the opportunity to disassemble this whole story that, you know, so many of us have created about how the scale is evil and it it makes no sense. And like, I remember my first Weight Watchers, um, you know, time experience, like there was this one leader at the meetings that I would go to a lot. And I remember her saying that five pounds up or down was a full dress size for her. because She was, you know, on the shorter side. And so she didn't need to weigh herself so much because she could tell by her clothes, like really pretty easily. Well, I'm taller and like, that does not work for me at all. Like I can gain 20 pounds and like, you know, not really notice it in my clothes that much. So, you know, I mean, everyone's going to have their way of making it work. I'm speaking to the people who've been struggling, the people who are avoiding the scale, are afraid of what they're going to have to think about themselves if they get on the scale, um, you know, are using the scale to determine if today's a good day or bad day, using the scale to determine if they are a good person or a bad person. Yeah, I mean, that all needs to be unraveled and avoiding it is not a great way to unravel that you know no just so it just perpetuates it it perpetuates it we're just afraid yeah. we're just hiding from it so yeah. do you it's have actually to actually it's perpetuating it because yeah. the longer you think it like
0: the more deeply rooted it it gets in yeah. your brain so it's like let's out it now and get mm-hmm. it over with so what's your recommendation yeah. then you said okay at least at the beginning weighing themselves every day so then yeah. say They've done that for a while. do you recommend mm-hmm. they stop doing it or do you recommend I mean, they it?'s it's up
1: forever? to it's up to um, each individual person. Um, some people they really find that it's a nice way of keeping themselves on track when they're maintaining. Yeah. Um, because you know, you can't, you can't just pretend to not know that you gained weight. You're like, okay, I've seen it. Not because you have to punish yourself or be mean, but just go like, interesting. I'm up now several pounds. It's not going back down again. You know, this is just data. Like, is there some, you know, some, some changes that I can make, but then that's not always going to be the right thing for everybody. And I think it's fine. It's more you know, the, the act of doing it of like, you know, it's, it's an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity to mature, you know, from a thought and feeling perspective Mm -hmm. so that you're no longer giving so much power to this inanimate object. That's truly just measuring your gravitational pull on the earth at a given point in time. (laughs) like That's all it is. So it doesn't hate you. It's not mean. It's your thoughts about you that are mean. It's your thoughts about you that imply the hate. And so that's what we need to look at. So I think the scale helps us to unearth that and helps us to know more like, oh, wow, this is what I really think. So then Mm -hmm. we can coach on that. We can work through that. Yeah. Right. So I think that can be helpful. The other thing to recognize is when you're only weighing once a week or maybe, you know, less than that, um, there are so many normal fluctuations in the body weight that you could be doing great, but have had like a salty meal and then yeah. weigh yourself the ne- next day and then make that mean that you're not losing any weight. That yeah. Why working. would you rob
0: yourself yes. of that
1: success all no. week long? Like exactly. if you're getting, like, if you had a salty meal exactly. or you're getting your it or whatever. Yes. I'm like, when, when you, you do it be every able day. to ride on the momentum, if it's there. And if you, if you weigh every day, then you start to learn the patterns. Like when I eat sushi, mm. I'm going to be up a pound and a half yeah. or like, you know, okay, it's two days before my period. This always happens. It's not shocking then it's like, right, this is normal. Yeah. There's normal fluctuation to this versus like so much intense, you know, negativity around it. Yeah, I know. I, I think sometimes I'll get
0: clients like, you know, they've been with me for maybe six months or eight months. they I'm gonna stop weighing myself. I'm like, why? They're like, well, then I'm just feeling defeated. And I'm like, like oh weighing oh yourself my make your feelings. <laughs> what then. are you doing? Have <laughs> you been here at all for the last
1: six months? Like, yeah. Okay, here you, and also <laughs> no. what's your thought that's making you feel defeated? Right. Yeah,
0: totally. To yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love it. So any myths about weight loss that you would want to debunk or any kind of really popular advice that's out there that you mm. just totally disagree with?
1: I mean, God, there's just so many things like, you know, the idea, like, first of all, the idea that, that, you know, you have to do this a certain way, there's like a right way, you know, mm. But like anybody offering you a solution or a way of eating that is like the same for every human I mean, just like doesn't make sense. I mean, just it doesn't make sense. Like I even think about it like like we are all human beings, right? Of course, but, like we've been around for two hundred thousand years. There's been even like some evolution. Within humans, like you just even think like as humans started in Africa and then moved across, like based on what foods were available, where they were living, our bodies adapted. Our bodies are going to process foods differently. Different things are going to feel good to us. Like for one person, like gluten-free is going to be the best thing that ever happened to them. Mm -hmm. The next person, it won't make a rip a difference. Okay. That's cool. Like we have to know what certain foods feel like for us. We have to get connected with our own bodies and trust our ability To make a good decision, or at least experiment to figure Mm -hmm. things out, and I think so much of the messaging is you don't know, you can't possibly know. Like, yeah, I created the problem that may prescribe something for you. Yeah, exactly. Totally. I remember, like,
0: you know, after a crazy weekend, and I'm up like seven pounds. You know, scouring the internet or like running into because this is like twelve years ago or whatever running into Barnes and Nobles and like opening Tracy Anderson's new diet book and like not yeah. reading any of what I did all know. that too. Yeah. I'm like what am I supposed to eat? And then it's like, yeah, half a chicken, grapefruit, a chicken broth and a green juice. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. That's it. Like,
1: okay. Never mind Going back to the other exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah. So I yeah, think, I think that is a, a really big problem. And the other thing I, I will say is that I think that a lot of people are leaning too heavily on bariatric surgery um, not because that's necessarily not appropriate. I mean, I think for some people maybe it is appropriate, but there are so many people who still gain that weight back, who still, mm-hmm. of course, struggle with food because getting surgery on your stomach is not going to change your brain. Mm-hmm. So I'm always, and I've worked with plenty of people who've had bariatric surgery and still need help, right? So what we need to focus on is uh, maybe a yes and, you know, or yeah, it's like a uh, band aid. It's almost like it's a band
0: aid, which yes. I don't seem like a huge fan of band aids. Coupled with like, I'm like, yeah. If you want to swap out the ice cream for like a little cacao blitz, you can get it on <laughs> Amazon. I actually, like, non-sponsored. If you want to swap it out while you're getting to the root and learning to feel your feelings, if you want to have surgery while you're getting to the root of, how, you know, the feelings yeah. work or whatever, I, I, I kind of, I don't, it. I don't have a
1: problem with people doing it. I yeah. just think it's incomplete. Yeah. And like, the, can't the, be the people, only thing. they think this is going to finally solve the problem. And like, to a certain degree, it might, but there's still a problem. Like, the, it, yeah. they will still feel overly controlled by food, and they'll still struggle with that unless they do this work or decide to think differently about it. And um, so I just I'm kind of like, you know, maybe we work on our brains first, or at least get a good start and then decide, you know, a surgery is surgery the thing that we need to do?
0: Yeah. So um, what do you think? because we talk about like you and I, I mean, I'm guessing you talk about this a lot. Um, Just that there has to be the mindset piece and there has to be the feeling your feelings piece. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think the word mindset can get a little, it can feel like a little like fluffy. Like, I don't know what that means. Like right. what is like changing your mindset? Kind mean? of like
1: vague, right? Yeah. Like,
0: it's like, I hear what you're saying, but I don't know what that is. Like, how do I actually do that? Like, mm-hmm. so do you have any examples of that? What that would well,
1: be. I mean, the way I like to think about it is like, if we understand that our thoughts create our feelings, and then our feelings drive our actions, and then like the things we do and don't do create our results, right? If, if we can agree Nothing. to that, then, you know, there, when we are struggling with our weight, when we're weighing more than we want to be weighing, you know, struggling with our with overeating, we're taking actions that are creating a result we don't want, mm-hmm. right? And then when we are trying to lose weight, We're actually going, no, instead of those actions that I want to be taking, I'm going to take these different actions over here Mm -hmm. and I'm going to, you know, hopefully get this result of weight loss. And if you keep doing that forever with pretty much any plan, you probably will lose weight. I mean, who are we kidding? They work. If you do them. the problem is that we don't want to or can't do them. I mean, that's that's how it is. So what we are not recognizing is that there are thoughts and feelings that are preceding the actions that we're taking that are creating the weight gain or creating, you know, the result we don't want. So to just try to hop over and, Mm -hmm. uh, and do something different and expect it to stick while still thinking the old way and feeling the old way, like it won't work. And that's how we yo-yo diet because we just eventually just go back to the old things. Right. So -hmm. what we have to do in terms of changing your mindset, like we have to decide to think differently We have to decide which feelings we want to feel and then on purpose create those and have that become the new normal way that we approach our lives and ourselves and, you know, um, and how we move forward. So it can sound like, okay, well, you do that like thought by thought, you know, like kind of like, yes, but also sometimes there's some, some larger beliefs That you change that one belief and it's like, woo, all these thoughts, you know, change. It it just makes so much of a difference. Or you start noticing, hey, you know what, when I reframe that and I, you know, decide to think differently and I, and I am, you know, more consciously aware of trying to think this new way that I want to be thinking, I really do feel better. And you know what, it's a lot easier to not, you know, eat all the brownies that are on the counter or whatever, you know, like my life does seem better and I am enjoying it more when I'm thinking this way. And then, you know, we practice that enough and that becomes the new way that we approach yeah. life. So it's not always this, um, you know, like so much work and effort. And if you think about that, like we change our minds all the time about stuff, you know, or like we thought things were one way and now we realize it's another. And, um, and so we totally know that this is a possibility or we're like, yeah. you know what, I'm just, you know, I was so mad about that. And I just decided I'm going to let that go. It's not that big of a deal. I've just decided it's not a problem anymore. That's changing your mindset, you know? So we know we can do this. We just have to yeah. understand that when we're so focused on the food, we're missing that big piece, which is what is creating that food leaping into our mouths in the first place. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Why are we chewing up and swallowing that? Let's figure that out. And then once we change that, the rest of it comes so much more yeah. easily. So much easier. Yeah. I love the way you described that. That's so good. Okay. So
0: um, two last questions. One, uh, what if like, I usually love to give the listeners like a try this at home or like your tip for the week or your mm-hmm. thing that you should mm-hmm. try to implement. So do you have any kind of try this at home for our listeners? And then we want to know how we can find you. So there a lot okay, of you?
1: absolutely. Okay, I think, and this is the first thing I did. And I lost literally 10 pounds just by doing this. Okay. So I'm so, I think this is a really good. My
0: my old diaper, it's like, oh my God, tell me right now. (laughs) What was it? I literally (laughs) hear the listeners being like turning up the volume, turning up their
1: kids. (laughs) All right. Be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what I did, I know this It sounds so silly, but it changed everything for me. I decided that I would not eat unless I was feeling physical hunger. Mm -hmm. Sound bad. I mean, literally. So I would like get home. Crazy. It's so mind blowing and so simple. I was allowed to eat whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. But my agreement with myself was that I had to feel physically hungry. And that was it. I mean, literally, you can lose 10 pounds just by doing that. Seriously. That's so crazy. And here's the Great. thing. I'm going gonna to edit
0: this out. I'm gonna have to edit this out because nobody's going to buy your book and no one's going to become my client now. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally, <laughs> it. I'm totally kidding. I'm kidding.
1: When you think about it, like, you know, food tastes so much better when you're hungry.
0: It, like, does. it
1: does. Right? Like, and then if you're reaching for food and you're checking in and going, I'm not hungry, that's such a great opportunity to go. Interesting. What's that's the problem on? that I'm asking food to solve? Yeah. Like what, why is food the answer right now? Not because you can't eat it or you shouldn't eat it or whatever, but just because you're genuinely curious, you genuinely want to know more about this pattern of eating when you don't need food. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Okay.
0: So how can we buy your book immediately immediately
1: yesterday? Okay. we find you. (laughs) Okay. So the book is called How to Lose Weight for the Last Time, Brain-Based Solutions for Permanent Weight Loss. It's available wherever you can buy books. So Amazon, Barnes & Noble, independent booksellers. And I also narrated the audiobook version. So if people are more audiobook people, um, that's available on Audible. And uh, I mean, I don't know where else they sell audiobooks, but it's probably there too. And there's also, there's actually bonus audio content on the Hello. audiobook. So there's a little extra interview that's um, on there as well. So you might want to consider nice. both, right? I like to be able to hear things like, as I'm going about mm-hmm. my day. But like when I'm really like sometimes I can be very visual and want to see. Well, yeah, especially a weight loss book. It's one thing if it's like a novel, right? But like, right. for me, I'm the same way. I like to like, I need to be able to dog year and exactly like go back like and anything. journal off yeah. things and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's available now. And, um, and, you know, like I said, my podcast is weight loss for busy physicians. I have some free res- resources on my website as well, which is Katrina com.
0: So cool. Okay, Katrina, thank you so much for coming on. I know, um, the yummy mummies got their mind blown today, and I'm just so so appreciative. Um, well, thank you so much
1: for having me. This is so so fun. Yeah, thank you.
0: What did you guys think of the best of? It's so good, right? All right. So if this resonated with you, get on over to larconley.com. Click work with me. You've tried all of the other things that don't work. Try the new and different thing. Stop doing the same thing and expecting a different result this is new and different because we work on your mindset if you feel like you know all the things and you just can't get yourself to do them the reason why is because you haven't changed your brain you haven't worked on your mindset and that's exactly what we do inside the yummy mummy love you have the best day ever ciao ciao hey if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast i would love it love it if you leave a rate, review, and a subscribe on whatever you're listening to this podcast in, pretty, pretty pleased with a cherry on top. It would help me so much, and it would help all the other mamas out there hear this message. Thank you in advance. I really appreciate it. And you have to come check out the Yummy Mummy Experience. It's my proven lose weight for the last time group coaching and course. Head to lauraconley.com and just click work with me. Other than that, you guys, I would love to give you a free gift. If you want your free listener-only gift, go to larconleycom forward slash gift. And from there, you will get your free best ever weight loss hack. So cool. The last thing I want to tell you, you guys, is I do have a free Facebook group. It's called, you guessed it, the Yummy Mummy. Lose weight for the last time. And body drama and get food freedom. You can just search that in Facebook, or again, you can head to the show notes and you'll find the link there. All right, you guys have the best day ever.